This is Shayna and Chris, and we are Bad Queers. If you came out of the closet and got put in a box of stereotypes you don't belong to, then welcome to the Bad Queers Club. All right, this week in Queer Urban Dictionary, I have straight queer. Straight queer, uh, which is a term with various definitions, depending on the context. It can refer to a cisgender heterosexual person who is gender nonconforming. Um, it can refer to a person on the multi-attracted spe- spectrum who has a strong preference for a different gender than their own or a heterosexual and or a hetero romantic person who identifies with any queer label. Uh, my sentence is straight queer can also straight queer folks can also refer to themselves as queer het or hetero queer. How about that? How about, <laughs> how about it? You know, I don't that's even when know. I saw it, I was like, how I, about it? I don't even know this. what to think. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> sure. The answer usually during queer urban dictionary is sure. Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, why not? Honestly, why not? Sure. It's, it's the way that both of our definitions this week like combine the things because my queer urban dictionary this week is queerception. Hmm. Queerception. Um, it is one of those things that impacts like you think about it when you're in family planning and things like that. So it impacts uh, or it shares the impacts of the biomedical industrial complex and practices to inspire and protect joy and pleasure during conception and beyond. So mm. I got that from the Intersectional Fertility podcast. So if you haven't mm. listened to them, go check them out. Um, in my sentence, basically more information says that, you know, queerception breaks down queer conception as two words, put it together um, and basically works to make the conception process factual, supportive and incredibly affirming because we know as we're out here making babies and doing things. The, the heteronormative world does not make it really welcoming and opening and mm-hmm. things like that. So it's one of those that is making it very intentional and very supportive. And like I said, affirming, affirming AF. Cool. That makes sense. You know, we're doing I'm looking up more stuff ever since you had ever since you had baby Beyonce. I'm out here. I'm out here doing the research and seeing Emery things. will not answer to baby Beyonce. All right. Grandpa Emery will not even grandpa. <laughs> figure that you got to go back Look, to the drawing he board. He has with it. two options. You have to go and is going to have to pick which board. one is better. This my is the choice of being multiple. My son Auntie has Shana. all the options in the Auntie world Shana and all gets that to come in. I, as a representative for Emory, go back to the the drawing board. (laughs) Those two submissions. Baby Beyonce is like, okay, cool. Baby Beyonce is recorded and and everything. And now that he can't really be taken back, those audios aren't getting deleted. He's a fully, not doing it. And taking his little opinions, looking like a little grandpa. His hairline, he has like grandpa. And he knows he has a 401k, he has a briefcase. And, and he wants you to be creative, he, but it's, it. it's actually, it's that's not it. even just like feelings. He just wants you to be more creative. He wants more out of you. I feel like He's baby like, Beyonce is an iconic name and should be honored to uh, be referenced in that it, way. It wasn't, it, it would have been in that if way. he was a September Virgo. Sure. But he's a Virgo. He's, he's, he's a Virgo. Not, he's a, he's an August Virgo. But he's a Virgo. He's an August This is like Virgo. when I had, do you know how many it's debates also? It's off different. Case, off off task on task mm-hmm. um the m- amount of conversations i've had this week about the fact that i'm a january aquarius as opposed to a february aquarius it's and then folks still making it's... like different judgments that they don't explain to me like i had to go off on somebody because they were just like oh so you're an aquarius and then i was like yeah and apparently i have to say i'm a january aquarius and they're like oh yeah. that yeah. makes sense and i was like 
once again, what does that mean? Like I called them out and was like, put more words to that statement and describe mm. it to me. And they couldn't. No, and this is why I'm like, astrology is full of shit. Explore. Full of shit. No, but it's for you to explore. Why do we have to explain astrology to you when you have descriptions? You have a phone. I have Google, but for you to you can look up January. You can literally Google January versus February. If you go to these meme sites, why do we have to educate? Change. Why? Why? Why do we have to bring information to you? Like, why can't you do it for the same thing? I've done the research. I've done the research. And everything is my thumbs in the camera. Let me see thumbs. Let me see your thumbs. You know what? I'm going to say the fact that I've done. My research are, look at your thumbs. On there. Look at them. Look at them go. They're fine. Look at them go. There's you nothing know that wrong I this shit. with you just typing and out. Everybody has a different January thing. The meme pages February are full of shit because that's they all just basically need to reuse, do. reduce, and recycle. And, and that's why the, the whenever funny people thing is that you get like, mm, so triggered. Sense. It's just annoying. Anything, anything astrology, you get so the judgment for no reason. It's just unnecessary drama, and that's a problem for me. You're being. You're being a January Aquarius right now, but we can move and on. Nobody we got knows what that do. means. Nobody knows what we that got, means. You we know got what? Things to do. You could know what we're going to talk about, but you don't I want have, to know what it means. I have, and everybody has <laughs> so, different appointments. You know, we're going to go into our categories September and because October we have Libras to are different. It's, and this it's is not where this conversation here. was supposed but, to go. It's not where it's supposed to know? go. So we're just going to talk about. But you were triggered. Uh, we're going to praise by another astrology. We need to put our respect on Billy Porter and talk about our category is. And the first one is the best news. The best news mm-hmm. ever. Brittany Griner is home. This literally yes. happened the day after we did our episode last week. And then we Hours came in and we were afterwards. like, wow, like, do we edit it or do we just like come in and bask in it this week? So instead, we decided to bask and yeah. be very yeah, yeah, excited yeah. that Brittany is home home when i saw that headline so mind you i'm in chicago chris is in california so it was a joy for me to be able to text chris and be like hey this is a reason why it's actually good for us to be in different time zones to find out this information and be able to wake up and see it because i passed Shout it on out to, to her. my wife it was great for waking me up wow to let me okay. know my wife I was thought, the first person thought, wow. to let me know no, you, you let me go through person. all of that and then be like no, shout you out the, you to the, the wife no but shout I mean, out also shout out know, to shout out because she is phenomenal you um to, but thank uh, you get the graphic up because that did make a difference because by the time i'm up and fully moving around and everything like it had already it the news broke super early so mm-hmm. you know yeah it so sure even did. even by the time she told me i'm sure maybe you had posted it by then but she was the first one to you know Brittany too but also she I'll had to make up it. for it because she like woke me up to tell me that takeoff had died and i was like all right Aww. don't don't wake me up Aww. i mean you know, <laughs> like, can you stop waking like, me up shit. yeah well, i'm I glad like, she got the balance yeah, to be like let me wake out, you up so. and then come back and wake you up with good news right. like that's that's great and it I was love like to go both. pee she didn't really like wake me up i was like going to pee and she was like up and she was like hey take off died wow. and i was like the way that you're the way that you're taking away all of these my god so then this one was like she actually did wake me up a little bit to yeah. tell me that. So that was, but either way, pleasant, like beyond our wildest dreams, happy mm-hmm. and just, I mean, what a blessing. What lifetime could never with know, the story. My God, nothing could steal my joy from this. There was a lot of, a lot of people expose themselves with stuff mm-hmm. um, with this for even just speaking on like it being a bad trade and all yeah. these all of a sudden everybody political, became like, a very political prisoner trade experts prisoner trade professional every yeah like, all over the internet and i was just like matter. y'all didn't even look into the research of the other guy that's still there at all at all and there's one other person that's there too like there's trevor reed has been released 
earlier this year. Mm-hmm. They didn't give a shit about that. They didn't nope. go up for it. They didn't they didn't do anything about that. There is another man, Mark Fogel, who's there and I hope he gets out soon. He's like 60. He got he got imprisoned as well for marijuana charges. Mm-hmm. But for better or for worse, because people were like, oh, she got out because she's a celebrity, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, yes, I, I think celebrity obviously played a big part in this, but we wouldn't even known about some of these other people that were in prison because of this. And mm-hmm. Brittany and, and her wife and, and folks, they are committed to trying to get other folks that are falsely in prison home. And, you know, it's still good news. It should have been a non-political issue. I will say this, and I swear to God, if this had happened and Trump was president and Trump got Britney out, we know he wouldn't do that because he's been talking shit ever since she went in. But had, let's just say, hypothetically, he let he got her out. I would have been happy. I wouldn't even public like it wouldn't have been anything to politicize. I would have mm-hmm. just been happy she's home. Like, so this exposed a lot about where we are as Americans and everything. There's a lot of people who were had been saying, hey, hope she gets out. And then she did. And they're talking shit about the trade. Um, Victor Booth, the Russian arms dealer had been in jail for 10 plus years. Like he's, he was going to get out anyway. People are acting like arms dealing stopped when he was in jail. Like that shit's still going <laughs> on. Like, like, oh boy, still had his messengers going out doing the things. Y'all know, right. y'all know that this was still, Police. he was still working. He didn't take still, a day off. You still, saw that hug when he was still. returned. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Get out of here. They walked across here. the tarmac and he's hugging whoever. And I'm like, not this man hugging. Somewhat. I was like, and especially like, you know, I have stereotypes about Russia in my head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to see them embrace as soon as we got there, I was like, this man ain't never taken a day off in his life. Nope. Yeah. He was still in full contact. Yeah. Nah. He was doing the things. Yeah, like, I don't know who he stuff. hugged. It could have been a family member, but in my head, it's another political person that he has been working with the entire time that he's been over here, just chilling. Right. Chilling right. on his. Like, that didn't stop. Nope. That didn't stop. Nope. And it was almost like a vacation for him. Trump- That's it. Two is Trump released 5,000 Taliban fighters, 5,000. And a year later, they took over Afghanistan. I don't want to hear anything from people. And that's why it's like all this is like, it can't steal my joy because people are so unserious. Republicans, conservatives, unhinged. But there was also a lot of people on both sides that are just like, this is so stupid to try and debate about this. Brittany Griner is home. That is all that matters. This is what we wanted. This is what we prayed for. Shout out to everybody that had a hand in keeping her name relevant and up and still just, you know, keeping it out in the open and not letting this story disappear. Um, Again, we hope everybody who's false imprisoned uh, internationally get released. I hope that the people who are falsely imprisoned or imprisoned on uh, nonviolent cannabis charges here are released Mm -hmm. at some point, too. Like, Mm -hmm. of course, we talked about the hypocrisy of us being like. You know, Russia's doing this with like we do it, too. But yeah, staying to this point, Brittany Griner deserved to be home. I'm glad she's home and I'm glad she's safe. So shout out to her. I'm glad this happened. Mm-hmm. Nobody could steal our joy with this. And in time for Christmas. My gosh. Right. Like, you know, again, like, Lifetime could never. But if they put the movie yeah. out, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be upset. <laughs> they. Oh, because they just sat they and saw that you <laughs> who would they cast? Who would Lifetime? The wrong cast? person. My the God, wrong person. exactly. And that's, that's the only answer. The costume the wrong department. Person. My gosh, like to do the be, hair. Please don't. To yeah, do uh, the hair is the only not. thing that I can that I can imagine. And it's just Rough. it's just wild. So, yeah. Um, welcome back, Brittany. Yeah, I'm happy for yeah. you. I'm happy for your family. 
I'm hoping yeah. your transition is smooth. To... Yeah. I was like, but did you hear about the first thing that she did? Like when she was able to go On and like, how she hasn't been able, has well, not even hasn't been able. She was offered to have a basketball while she was overseas. And she just said, no, it didn't feel right. And she went and they broke it down and said that she put on Chuck Taylor's her Phoenix Mercury shorts, a title 11 shirt and went. Mm-hmm. And the first thing she did was dunk. See? And I, I love it. it. I love the symbolism love there. It. I love that. I also love that she was on the plane and they're like, are you ready to go? She was like, yeah. And they're like, do you know where you're going? Nope. Yeah. Like, like no what? questions. She was like, no, for these last few months, <laughs> I've been asking no know. questions. Yeah. I am not yeah. like, this feels nice. Mm-hmm. feels like a nice plane. People are carrying my stuff. I'm just watching things. I got my jacket back. Like, you know, I'm yeah. hoping for positivity and then get on there and be like, I'm going home to the U.S. Yeah. All right. She didn't know. She didn't know until like here. Like she didn't know what was going on, yeah. e- even with the swap. So, um, yeah, I just hope she has her time for privacy and is mm-hmm. when she is ready to talk. If she wants to talk, I was like, um, you know, she just has a space to do it. Like, let okay. her just, you know, give her time. Who's getting the interview? Yeah. Oprah or Gail? Oh, you know, it's Oprah. You know it's Oprah. Yeah. You know it's gotta Oprah. come in like Oprah. Now you yeah, know. Nah, and Oprah's nah, gonna be nah. like, now you know. Oprah's like, nah. Now you nah, know. Nah, y'all. It's me. Hey, it's Big O. <laughs> it's Big O here. Okay. Like that's all I'm waiting for. Like I stopped and I was like, the way that they were on top of that and are already preparing for the interview is wild. Mm-hmm. That's that was my that was literally like happy Britney's home. And then my next thought was Oprah or Gail. Yeah, I don't nah. Go, don't know which one. Gail, uh, Gail has the range, but it's Big O. It's Big O. Big O is gonna invite her to, to her, her garden, mm-hmm. that nice backyard that she has. Did you see the uh, separate point? The uh, Quinta Brunson interview with Oprah. Yeah, I didn't watch it in full yet, but I've seen the content okay. that she made from it, and I was mm-hmm. just like, look that at this. Like it just stays ingrained in you, and I love yeah. it. But yeah, no, I have it on my watch list. Okay, yeah, that that one was good. But uh yeah, no, that's big O right there. That's big O. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, Brittany, welcome back, girl. Welcome back. Welcome Brittany. back. All, All right. right, let's go on to our next category is mm-hmm. um we're talking about Barbados decriminalizing gay sex. Listen now. Why Barbados I don't know why I read that with a question list. mark, but what? Barbados? <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, did but Rihanna Barbados, hit them up? <laughs> Barbados, their prime minister has been doing a lot of things that have been positive. I know we did a couple of, we did a Barbados we, story we have, either earlier this we've year. We've done a few. We've done yeah, a few. Yeah. So they're doing, doing the things. So I was like, are we about to go vacations? Barbados said, I see what you're doing over there in Indonesia. Don't <laughs> worry about it. About we say. got it. <laughs> we got it. We got it. Come, been come watching here. This, come here. Like, this is our time. Yeah. This is our time. Come here. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> Yeah, so in a landmark judgment earlier this week, the Barbados High Court issued an oral ruling that decriminalized consensual same-sex relations. Um, The written judgment will be handed down at a later date. Uh, So Barbados becomes the third Eastern Caribbean country in 2022 to strike down discriminatory legal provisions and decriminalize gay sex. Um, This is after Antigua and uh, Barbuda and St. Kitts and Nevis. Um, I'm probably saying these wrong, but that's the Yankee in me. Um, Barbados Sexual Offenses Act of 1992 sanctioned buggery with up to life imprisonment uh, and serious indecency with up to 10 years of imprisonment. 
Um, so both crimes were understood to criminalize consensual same-sex conduct and were relics of British colonial law. So they got that the fuck out of here. Out. And we're lit. Let's go. Yeah, Barbados. We'd love to see it. Tell you. Come on. Tell you. What is who is Barbados's uh prime minister? It's like I feel like it's like Mia something. Let me see. It's like it's a black woman. It is Bar. Beto's prime minister Mia Motley. There we go. Mia like the way I was like fast typing it into my phone. Like, come on. (laughs) Since 2018, Mia has been doing the things. Also, Mia is in October, October Libra. So that uh, congratulations, call back. Congratulations to Mia for being in October Libra. (laughs) October (laughs) first. That's that's what I need to like flip this to. Where it's like instead everybody's like, oh, let me. I'm just like, you know what? Congratulations, congratulations. You were born. Yeah, on no, that day, that is. Under you should flip that, it. You should flip it to be something religious. It. Like I'm just happy to hear be here. The good Lord brought me into this world in January. Good Lord, good Lord. the yep. Lord, and that will probably shut down the conversation. They're like, okay, yep, she got you're it. Like, uh huh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but shout out so. to Barbados and shout out to Barbados for on, maybe making, being a future destination making progress, for us, making, making progress. Because they already like, have the, way we are the about visa to go. thing. Like y'all if you want to work from home. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They that's have, what they like, had. Like the two year one. They have mm-hmm. like the one of the longer ones. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm like, don't you tempt me? Because I looked up the prices and I was like, these prices <laughs> are very nice. Wouldn't be so bad. Wouldn't and be so bad. to wake up to the ocean. Just think if you had the ocean in the background as we recorded. I know. Just the peace so cool. that we would have. Like we would sit on that balcony. Yeah. Just recording with yeah. the sounds so you know if that's something that you want we'll figure out a way that you can support our travels yeah, poor you. cesar with the trying to edit it it's like no the waves be like the, the waves background. and be like yeah. it's a well, part of the experience i can't do anything i can't it's do anything the about the waves what that's do you want a, me to do about the ocean cesar? the ocean like, you, it's the ocean the ocean <laughs> for those of you who are first time listening cesar is our audio engineer mm-hmm. shout out to cesar <laughs> What do you want me to do about the ocean? What do you want me to do? <laughs> it's Isn't the ocean. It? <laughs> but yeah, that's well, wonderful news. Let's hope that this there. continues to spread throughout the Caribbean and other yes. black and brown countries. Obviously other countries too, but specifically black and black and brown countries. Like let go of this old British colonial law, all that mm-hmm. bullshit. Like stop it. Let's stop. 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 It. Stop. So. <laughs> That would be our campaign messages. Hey, stop. So, and that's it. That's it. And that's it. Okay. So do we want to do, do we want to do the bad story and then the good story? Do we want to do the good story, then the bad story, and then finish it with fuck shit? What, do, what order mm, should we do this in? This, that's, this is tough. Um, you know, let's just finish. Let's go to Biden. Okay. All right. First. So next up, as we all have probably have heard from now, uh, this week, Biden signed into law the same-sex marriage bill and the interracial marriage bill aka the respect for marriage act he signed it mm-hmm. um we're super excited about this so basically yeah. he signed into law he did this on tuesday with new federal protections for same-sex and interracial couples capping both a personal and national evolution on an issue that's enjoyed growing acceptance over the past decade clearly i'm reading an article um so biden signed it he invited thousands of guests on the south lawn at an event at the white house and like he said it it looked like a whole it event really was a it was a day party yeah it really was it was brunch that's what yeah, i feel like it looked it really like it looked, it looked a little yeah. like a like a bougie brunch like a dc it, bougie it brunch yeah is what it looked like so um biden was quoted saying marriage is a simple proposition who do you love and will you be loyal to that person you love it's not more complicated than that that's it Biden said the law he was about to sign recognizes that everyone should have the right to answer those questions for themselves without 
the government interference and secures the federal protections that come with marriage. He continues to say, for most of our nation's history, we denied interracial couples and same-sex couples from these protections. It failed to treat them with equal dignity and respect. And now this law requires an interracial marriage and same-sex marriage must be recognized as legal in every state in the nation. There is still some like asterisks Mm -mm. to that. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yes, positive. And, you know, we say that and it can still go the other way. So, um, that's really exciting. Really glad yeah. that it happened. Um, mm-hmm. It's really cool because also apparently um, as senator in 1996, Biden voted for the Defense of Marriage Act. And mm-hmm. so this bill signing came like 10 years after that. So he's he's been about this life, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I said yeah. 10 years. It's that was 2016. Stuff. Who did this? Oh, <laughs> more than 10 years. Yeah. More than 10 years after the thing. Yeah. I was like, who, who did, did this? I'm over here reading articles age. like, get out of here. I was like, wait showing a second. Your You're like... You know, oh, yeah. 10 years ago in the what 90s. And I was like, wait Showing a minute. Age. <laughs> it's for millennials that we and think older like people, that too. It will we're always like 10 be. Years 10 years ago will always be the 90s for me. Like, uh, no. Why it's are we like 90s. this? Like, what do you think the 90s, that is for I mean, our parents? Have you ever asked our parents this? Like, what do they think 10 years ago is? That'd be a good question to ask them. You know, yeah. I'm going to ask them. I'm yeah, that'd be a great question to ask. And like, my parents are older, so I'm like, what is it for y'all? Yeah. Yeah. Woof. Because what well, my dad's in his in his seventies, so I would definitely okay. want to know. Yeah, my but dad that, I'm a, is upper seventies. Okay, so I'm we're gonna, like, what, we're gonna do this poll gonna, uh-huh. over the holidays. Yeah, we ask the people and be like, all right, <laughs> what when, is ten years ago to you? What does that yeah. mean for you? Just need to know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yeah. exciting. We got some laws in place. We're not done yet. Mm-hmm. Don't pull what we did in 2016. <laughs> Listen, where there's way we were like, more things. We got marriage, right. marriage, <laughs> and then we're yeah. like, all right, we're done. And it's like, nah, fam, we still have a lot of things that we, we need got to be protected from. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot so to be fair to, get to us. Yes. I do think that you know, especially with the with social media and everything, like there are more voices. And when I say more voices, more diverse voices, black mm. and brown voices, where it's mm. like that's not our big, our only issue. Like, Mm -mm. it's not like, to be fair, like all that stuff that was pushing, uh, 2006 and all that, like, while we all agreed with it, like a lot of like white queer people Mm -hmm. where it's like that, that, that might've been one of the only things that they really like really wanted. Like that's it. Whereas we have a list of things like, this is like, okay, this is good, but we have, we have a list. Intersectionality. Yep. We got a lot of things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, come on, remix. Um, what am I remixing? Don't know. But okay, so uh, this next story comes with a trigger. Wow, a trigger warning for sexual assault and harassment. So, if that happens, this was upsetting. Fast forward. This was so upsetting. Trigger warning here. I am upset for our homegirl. I was like, mm-hmm. last week she had a hell of a week, and now people are trying to tear her down. So, Kaylani. Um, was sexually assaulted by a fan post-concert. She quoted that says that they are endlessly triggered and that the incident made her sick to their stomach. Um, So basically, Kehlani said that they were endlessly triggered and mind-blown. They've made video after video and deleted it because they don't want any video of them being angry or triggered or crying or upset anywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. And basically to say that does not give any of you the right to cross a boundary like sticking your hands up my skirt and pulling my underwear to touch my genitals as I am be escor- being escorted through a crowd after performing. This shit made me sick to my stomach. 
as a victim of sexual assault, I am endlessly triggered and mind blown. Wild news. I mean, yeah. just we're not going to have any in-person concerts. And I, I don't blame artists because nope. like people don't know how to act. People don't know how to act anymore. It's like, what, prayers. you sent us home for a couple years and then we're like, oh, we can go out and do it made people worse. Anything and everything. And yeah. as a person who has already gone through an experience like that, and then to have that happen in a space where it should be safe, you're there to celebrate your music with people who love your music. And mm-hmm. people just like to take advantage of these opportunities. And anyone who says, and, and Kehlani listed this, where it's just like, yes, Kehlani's music is sexual. Yes, they're more of a sexual person. They talk about these things, but that does not give you permission or the right to put your hands on anyone to try and do anything and to invade somebody's space. Yeah. And their bodily autonomy. Like, how dare you? It's awful. Just awful. Awful. And prayers to Kalani for this. Like this, like they posted it and deleted this on uh, Monday night in their stories. And it's just like, I was just like, God damn, people are awful. Like to even, I can't, I can't even, yeah, I just prayers to Kalani. I I hated hearing this. And again, we're mm-hmm. gonna we're going we're quickly approaching a world where like there's not gonna be any in person concerts. We're all gonna like have to watch it from home, where you won't have the same access to you know the the artists that you admire, and it's gonna be one or two people, or you know a couple people who really fuck it up for all of us. And mm-hmm. like Kaylani doesn't deserve that. No one deserves that. Like keep your fucking hands to yourself. Like like we learned that hell? real early and real often. So yeah, it's also upsetting for them to say that they they followed up and said there's nothing I can say that is new that I feel like is providing a real take and that I feel isn't gonna take away from the conversation. They continue mm-hmm. to say they don't want to add more hurt or add more pain. All I want to say is sending love to everybody who's on a healing path right now and sending love to everybody who needs it. And if you're apologizing for abuse, you're disgusting. Suck my dick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's the type of energy that we need to give to people like this. Yeah. Prayers to Kaylani. Healing energies to Kaylani. That's awful. Um, do you want to do this next segment or do you want to skip to bad queer opinions? Because I have not seen episode four of the L word. I did well, start it on if but, you want me to take you through the journey, because you know how much you love when I tell you what happens in the episodes. But also know, it depends it on you. Recap depends on you, friend. Well, we are. We, we do have a time and a hard stop on this one. So I do think we should maybe come back and we'll do a double episode. Double recap episode recap Recap. on this okay i was like but i do have to say that kaylani to get a positive on kaylani Mm -hmm. did that this episode and is just doing that okay just continuing to do that so to give it a positive spin on episode four before we talk about the double episodes next week kaylani continues to do that in the mm-hmm. L word and is literally just like owning this season and if kaylani doesn't get offered like just a regular recurring role for next season mm-hmm. of set. So yeah. I'm just going to speak that into the universe to say, bring Kaylani back to the okay. L word. For it. I'm for it. All right. Well, let's get to our advice segment. Am I a bad queer? Send your questions to us on Instagram at bad queers pod, or you can email us at bad queers podcast at gmail.com. Uh, this first one is from Janelle. Uh, am I a bad queer? I've moved to a pretty queer friendly area and I have started a habit of frequenting the same few bars. 
they are fun and I feel safe and have made a few friends. Oh, congratulations. One thing I one thing I've never quite figured out is the etiquette for hitting on someone who is working. I've had crushes on the dancers and mm. now I have a huge crush on one of the bartenders. I was As about to say something about that. As, As we all do. we all do. <laughs> um, I feel like it's problematic to hit on them while they are working, especially because everyone is seeking their attention. Do you think it's okay to try and make a move while they're at work? Janelle. Um, wow. This is so close to my heart because right. I love bartenders. Okay. That used to be my shit. Okay. What? Um, I yeah, actually I do love, I that love, love that for bartenders. you. I yeah, love that for you. That just, feels on brand. That feels yeah, on brand. No, for sure. Um, no, like I think you can chat them up at work or at least my approach is like chatting them up and everything. Um, but they are working. So it's just like, let them work chat with them, chat with other people, come back, you know, and the more you frequent these spots, because this is kind of was my move too. you know, you frequent these spots and you get closer. So you're building, you're building, it's a slow build and grind. So when it gets to kind of the end of the night or when things aren't as crazy, that's when you could kind of, you know, see, engage where they're at with things and see if you can, you know, y'all can hang out outside of there, or go to dinner. So, um, so I guess, yeah, you can make a move when they're at work, but not when it's busy and like work up to it. Like, mm. don't do it like, you know, height of the night. It's, you know, 1 a.m. And like bar is fucking just crash with people asking for drinks. And you're like <laughs> trying to shout to them about like going to dinner on Wednesday. It's like, no, like you got to you got to pick it. And, you know, not that you can. I've never asked for their schedules uh, yeah. or whatever, but if you frequent you know, these spots, if you go on maybe an off night where it is quieter, then that's when you could do a lot of the talking and getting to know them and everything. So, um, so I say all that to say you can hit on that or try and make a move at work, but you gotta, you gotta build up to it and you gotta pick the right time mm-hmm. to ask them, mm-hmm. you know? So, but yeah, no bartenders. Ooh. <sighs> Did you ever make moves on a bartender? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What for was sure. Your there was a lot of how did you do it? Bartenders and paint the picture DC clubs. It was the same thing. It was just a slow. It's a slow work up to it. So you're, um, you know, just jokes and then just asking uh, about them and just talking to them and then you leave and you you come back like it's a slow build. So you build kind of like just a rapport with them and everything and see if you even like really like them because of course like yeah like they're attractive. Um, if you find them attractive, that's one thing. But like. Yeah, you just kind of got to keep working towards it if you want to really talk to them. Like, go again, go on an off night. Go really talk to them when things are winding down, when when the bar is closing down and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of them, if their schedules are crazy, like with D.C., like you can like ask them to go get something to eat afterwards. Like the diner was 24 hours um, in Adams Morgan. So stuff like that. So asking to go get something to eat once you build up that rapport or something like Mm -hmm. that. Like you could do something like that. Like that's something I've done before. I don't think I dated a bartender for a long period of time, but I've definitely had like, yeah, just mainly more so flirtations. I want to say we like, I dated, dated a bartender, but like I've definitely was on really good terms with a couple of them because, you know, flirting and Mm -hmm. talking and everything. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way to go. Yeah. That's a good call. 
mm-hmm. good good lessons for the people where it's it's also like also it's that point where some people just you see some of those folks who do hit on bartenders and then make it really weird yeah like they just stay there and then it's like it's uncomfortable for the person who's bartending because they can't go anywhere yeah. they're working so it's yeah. also like i'm glad that you're being aware because it's almost like remember it, they're slightly trapped because they're out yeah work. like they have to <laughs> be they friendly like, and nice you. like they have to they it's can't. a service yeah hospitality so like, industry yeah be aware of how nice they're being because there is a professionalism and then there is the piece of like getting to know them and actually being mm-hmm. like cool with them and things like that um so just like be aware of those engagements as well yeah and you gotta Especially be discerning about that like, too like if they are being like if y'all just have a flirtation like for me like a lot of it too is like I'm just fine. Well, it just like turned out where it's like, I'm fine just being cool and flirting and us being cool and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And like, you know, like might go out to eat a couple times. Like it's like, that's where you leave it. It just depends. Yeah. I don't know, you know, but yeah, yeah. Don't, don't like hang around and yeah. Don't hang around the bar all, all mm-hmm. the whole time. You're there. trying to get like, their go, attention yeah, and doing stuff. Yeah, like it's just, yeah. it's just, it makes it, it makes it weird mm-hmm. in doing the things I did a failed. I did a failed one. Oh Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a dancer <laughs> where it was like I was new to the area and it was like, you know, I was still I was still classifying myself a baby queer. It was like right when mm-hmm. I started working at her and doing stuff. So it was like, oh, my gosh, we're at like these places and there's this beautiful mm-hmm. person that's dancing and like she's flirting with me. And that's they recognize that there was a part of this that <laughs> is their <laughs> job. <laughs> and yeah. because I had known a friend who knew this person, um, I was immediately like maybe i don't know like i and it wasn't until like later that i learned that it was just like mm-hmm. oh like they're giving me attention doing things and it's like yes they're giving you attention because you know they're friends and so the friends think you're cool and so they're going to do that and see that and it gives for the audience so then you have to realize for yourself that it's like oh maybe i'm just a safe space and could just be cool instead of being the creepy person and then mm-hmm. i turned out to be the person that went afterward like i didn't do it at work i was like no i'm respect it and afterwards i texted and was like hey like maybe you want to go out and like do whatever and it was definitely met with a met with a nah fam and i was yeah. like i get it, it and happens. then as i was like in the club and hanging out more i was like i see what i did and i see how like eager i was and i was like let me make mm-hmm. the bold move that was what i was thinking i was like let me make the bold move let me take the steps and then i learned and was like oh no this is your job and mm-hmm. I will be here to make sure that like I'm the comfortable one for you to do that too. Yeah. And then afterwards I can be like, Hey, like that was a great, that was a great dance. That was cool. Or like I'm new to the area, things like that, where it's like quick interactions yeah, that don't make it awkward. And you can continue, like, you know, you come back, they'll still like dance towards you or yep. like get your drink first or do whatever. And it's like that rapport is, is, is what great. you want. You that's don't want to fuck that do. up. Yeah, don't fuck that up. And to your point though, too, like, I think, I think actually like flirting with bartenders and stuff like that really helped me immensely with just even having the courage to hit on other girls in the Mm -hmm. club because yeah, it's good practice. It does. Yeah. It's wonderful practice. So that's primarily, I think what I used it for without even knowing that I was using it for that because like I went to a lot of places alone too. So it was like, I didn't know anybody in there. So like the first person you're going to go to the bar and like, and it's this hot bartender and like, you know, they're working, but like, yeah, you, strike up a conversation, say some jokes and, and especially the good bartenders who want to have conversations with, you know, different people, not the ones that are just there, you know, just working mm-hmm. kind of robotically or whatever. And you, yep. you, again, that helps you also with discernment and like body language and it helps you with so many things, but also like maintaining kind of that relationship. Like you mentioned where it's just like, 
okay, like that, that's a, that's a friend or that's someone I'm at least cool with. That's someone I know in the club at least or at the bar. So, yep. you know, just be, you know, yeah, just be discerning with it. Like when to, yes. when to make that move or if you should, you if know, you, should. you might be like, it's actually, the other question. actually don't. So, mm. and that's fine. Hope that helps. Happy holidays. Okay. Happy holidays. Mm-hmm. All right. Our next Am I a Bad Queer comes from Deja. Deja says, Am I a Bad Queer? I was recently at an event to support my friend. She was the host. And I ended up getting into a conversation with her black, very straight male friend. We ended up on the topic of dating. And he said something that still irks me two weeks later. Because... <laughs> Because men be men. And, um, this man say, claims say to be confidently. <laughs> He's about to say whatever this like, is. Whatever this is. He said this with his whole chest and then some. Whole chest. Um, uh-huh. This man claimed to be one of the quote unquote good ones and said that if he decided to take the time to plan a date and pay that a woman should be quote unquote respectful and give him the attention he deserves because he decided to take the risk of asking her out and paying for the date. I was so furious in the moment that I just let him talk and didn't want to respond due to potentially going off and not getting my point across. Should I follow back up with my friend and let her know what he said or just let straight men be straight men? Daisha. Hmm. This is a hard one. Yeah, it is. It is in that moment where it's like frustrating because you do just get so like zero to 100 when Mm -hmm. folks like this say stuff and you just want to like especially because we're environments where we have learned the respect and the consent and all of these other things. So then when you go back and talk to like straight men who have the audacity and the confidence mm-hmm. to say this and be like, I, they are just so loudly wrong. Um, it does look frustrating. And when you talk to them, you don't want to seem like that girl or that woman that then like freaks out on them about what they've said. Um, and I hate that it's bothering you a couple of weeks later as yeah. well, because you probably thought of all the things that you could have said in that moment and didn't because you were so furious at that point. And I feel you because I am I am that person. I see you. You <laughs> see me. We see each other. Um, January Aquarius. I no one knows what that means. No one knows what that means. You're supposed to say, yeah, just, God, maybe, or whatever. You're, like, you're going to, you're oh, right, you're right. Oh, this is good practice. Good practice. The good right. Lord. I already forgot. Mm-hmm. I was like, shall do the good Lord. I was like, look at that. I don't know what. I'm born yeah. on this day. Thank you. Praise <laughs> him. Look, God is good. Praise him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. So um, <laughs> but really, I don't know. This could be one of those like opportunities where it's just like straight men be straight men. And but you could Mm -hmm. give your friend an alert to be like, hey, I had this conversation with your friend. So -hmm. if you want to prepare for a response, because if they confidently talk about it once, most likely they're going to confidently talk about it again. And that gives (laughs) your friend the opportunity to sit and come up with some snappy comeback in the future for when she hangs out with him Mm -hmm. and is able to like sit and like shut him down. So it could be one of those like tag team moments where y'all come up with some responses and just wait for those things but mm-hmm. also at the same time that's a lot of your energy that you're wasting on this man who does not mm-hmm. care yeah, he does not said care. what he said <laughs> and he's going to continue to go off into this world and do what he's doing my guess is this man is also single so he's a there little bitter and because he decides to pick more upscale dates and doing the things and it's just like it's so funny and it's more frustrating probably for you for being in that position to say like maybe you're the one who takes women out on dates mm-hmm. and can see like hey this is a two way street and I go out and I show her respect and I pay for the things. And then you're taking a chance, a calculated risk. You're not going to go gambling and going after right. your money back when you lose, you know, 
you put all that money right. down, you invested in things and then you're not going to ask for your money back. So why is it the same when it comes to women? So I would have to say your energy is the most important thing and protecting your peace is the other important thing for somebody who is probably just going to like have your words bounce off them like a wall. Yeah. Would be or just thing. be contrarian just to be like contrarian. Like, yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you said. I do think this is kind of like just let straight men be straight men. He's mm-hmm. probably already brought this up to your friend. Your friend might have already gotten uh, gotten with him about it. You may or may not see him again. And if you do, like you can ask him, how's that respectful attention thing going? Like, you know, you could ask. <laughs> be ready. I, yeah. Snappy come I back. would drop it. I wouldn't Snappy put any back. more energy to it. Um, there could have been really worse things he said. Like this mm-hmm. one is just like, I don't know who the fuck told you this, but like, good luck, my guy. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think you should like follow up with your friend. This doesn't seem too hurtful. And I don't even know if your friend's like actually dating him or whatever, but he has absolutely probably told your friend this. Probably (laughs) have this conversation in front of her and other people. Cause Mm -hmm. yeah, like once they have that confident conversation, that is something that they pull out to the crowud multiple times. Mm -hmm. That's their talking point. Yes, for sure. So I wouldn't worry about that. I dropped that Deja. Like, you not know, worth it's your time, holidays. not worth your peace. Like, it's the holidays. It's you, the holidays. What was it? I read, I read a post. One of my friends posted this thing and I'm leaning into it where it's like, you know, we end the, we end the holidays like in a rush and trying to get into the next year and doing the things instead. End it in peace. End it softly. Mm, I like that. End it in a way that makes you relaxed, rejuvenated and ready to go for another year. I like that. And that's mm-hmm. what I said. I know because it's always like hustle to the finish and all of that type of energy. And when I saw yeah. that where it's like, I want us to end the year actually like peacefully. And I said, I feel that. And the yeah. way I have been preaching it everywhere. So now I'm preaching it to all of you who are wonderful <laughs> listening to this show. Protect your peace, girl. Yeah. And let it please. And let it There's going to be many more fights that are just like even bigger mm-hmm. than this one, because this one's just like this is some corny shit. But, yep. you know, but now you're prepared him, for that. Next, Let one. him try that. <laughs> Good luck again. Good luck. He will say it. Yeah, he will say it to the right one who will let him know mm-hmm. yeah. and eat him alive. Exactly. And it's, exactly. it's a great moment. Or he's going to be hit with some unrealistic expectations that a woman may have for him. Like, OK, mm. well, I went on this date with you and I want you to pay my bills or something ridiculous that, yep. you know, people because it's not just straight men that have unrealistic expectations. Straight women do, too. Um, so hopefully they find each other <laughs> so he can he can take his expectations and respectful attention and all the bullshit and they could be together. So happy holidays, Deja. All right. So happy this holidays. last one is actually an update. Yeah. From last week's back. We opinion. We I knew somebody was going to man. I knew somebody was going to do a turnaround on yeah. our back. opinion from last week. And I'm grateful. It was almost like a call out where it was like, I want to have this discussion and I hope that somebody reaches out. So appreciate you for yes. reaching out and letting us know. Yeah. So this update again was in response to our discussion about black drag Kings and Jennifer Eden, which is your favorite femme daddy pleasure coach and stud stripper enthusiast was gracious enough to set us straight about mm. the black drag King scene. And like we said, we love corrections here. Corrections, so education, and support. We're all about of it. it. We're about all it because we don't know everything. So, so we they said that you. the lack of black and brown performers has more to do with the producers of those mm. shows, not booking black and brown drag kings. Why does it always go here. back to production? The Why, like, how did I not even guess that part where it's just like the things that are booking? It's the same thing with like actors and shit, where it's just mm-hmm. like <laughs> we're out here. When you knew that, this completely makes sense. 
This makes yeah. so much sense. Yeah. But it's also not even, and we kind of talked to it, like, I'm, I'm just ignorant to it. Like, it's, I, I don't know. So that's why I'm so glad that, you know, Jennifer told us. Um, so they said uh, more black show producers are coming on the scene. Um, but, you know, it's it's still a, a growing thing. Um, they also said that black drag kingery is less about male illusion and more about blurring, blurring the gender lines and playing with the idea of gender altogether. Um, and that can be difficult for mainstream or white cishet producers and audiences to digest. Mm. They think that drag is about fooling somebody when it's really about performance art. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Which is, I don't, and we which, had a kind of a more, because I, I asked them about that, like, yeah, speaking for myself, like I, even with like, uh, such strippers, like I didn't appreciate them until probably now, but it was mm-hmm. also how it was presented. And they told me it's also has to do with the host. Like a lot of, uh, drag, uh, King shows are like, you know, drag Queens host them. And like, it's not really like, it's not really framed very well. So that that it has to do with hosts, it has to do with the producer, but they're out here. So they also shared a list of us, list of names with us uh, of black drag kings that we can all follow and support. So there is Pretty Boy Drag. That's Pretty B-O-I Drag, uh, which is a black led drag king troop in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, there is. King Molasses. These are all IG names and we'll have it in the description. Mm-hmm. Um, there's King Molasses. There's Black Dynamite. There's Black or there's King Ricky Rose. Uh, Remy Blue 2. King Blaze and Roman Noodle XX. So all of these drag kings that are out here are out here. If there are more that we don't know about, let us know. DM us email us let us know because we love again we love a correction out here Mm -hmm. um so we will have the names uh of all these drag kings for you to follow and support in the description and again they they're out here they're out here support awesome uh thank you for sending your bad queer uh your am i bad queers in um again dm us at bad queers pod or email us at bad queers podcast at gmail.com at gmail.com there we go <laughs> all right what type of backwards would it be if we didn't have unpopular queer opinions um okay so mine chris has chris has stats and facts with her so we're gonna go ahead and go through mine first and i basically just want to point out that for those who need to feel seen in this and i was thinking about this in a process where it's like of course a hundred percent and this is not to say do not go out and support this is 100 saying still go out and support our queer community and the people we just talked about going to the drag king shows and making sure we represent and all of that and it's also the same to say that you know what being queer is expensive and sometimes inaccessible it truly is especially when it comes to some of the events that we have think about the the things we have to do to go out and support and then come back like easily me going out to like a queer night i'm gonna go and get an uber so i can be responsible and drink i want to make sure that i tip extra because most likely the bartenders are also queer then there's going to be all of the dancers and performers that you want to be sure that you're giving money to where it comes to drag performers um or a lot of in a lot of the queer spaces they have uh what is it like when you have like little pop-ups pop-up shops and things that are there sometimes being queer is expensive 
it's hard. It's hard sometimes, but we want to be sure that we're giving that support, especially to black and brown queers. So all of that to say that while being queer can sometimes be expensive, if you're going to do it, throw your dollars in the place that supports our community. A lot of the gay men places can do that because men have more access and doing the things. But sometimes it is it's, it is hard out here being queer. And when we have to dig deep in our pockets consistently to shell out the stuff, but especially for the black and brown queer community, we want to be sure that that's where our dollars are going. But I just want to recognize that sometimes it's hard out here. You'd be thinking about it and then you're like, can I afford to go out and spend over $100 every time I go out? It's hard. It's hard sometimes. It can be. Yeah. I mean, that's that's specifically the nightlife, though, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Specifically okay. speaking, my bad. Two nightlife, nightlife going out clubbing, partying type. Okay. Type yeah. things when you're doing yeah. that. Can so be. You got 14, $15 drinks. You got cover potentially. Yeah. Then you got to go in and you're like, oh, no, every performer has worked really hard and they deserve all of my mm-hmm. dollars. So then I have to get like multiple singles to go out there and then you feel cheap when you only give them one dollar mm-hmm. <laughs> type stuff and then you're like i want to i want to tip the dj and i want to tip everybody because it's like it's hard out here to be a queer performer too so you want to be sure that all of their yeah. effort is being recognized and vice versa and so it's one of those things where it's like still say yes go out support do what you can and it's okay to also recognize that it is expensive and sometimes yeah. really hard yeah you gotta support accordingly like because some people you can't go out as as much as you probably could in the past like it's everything's expensive right now so mm-hmm. I was um, like, you got to pick and choose so it never session maybe way. who knows all yeah because it yeah. used to be like when i i feel like when i was in college like the queer clubs i went to like you would even have straight people there because the drinks were cheaper or stuff mm-hmm. like, and obviously the the house pours and the amount of liquor in the drinks are, is, is you're going to get bang for your buck, for sure. Yep. Now that everything's pretty expensive. So, all right. Uh, my bad queer opinion is we don't talk about domestic violence within our community enough. Facts. Um, I believe we discussed this before, but to me, it still feels like we shy away from conversations about violence uh, within our community. Um, I don't know if it's shame or we're not taking it seriously uh, or what, but it needs to be called out more and um, have a couple of statistics from the HRC site, uh, 44% of lesbians and 61% of bisexual women experience rape, physical violence, or stalking by an intimate partner compared to 35% of straight women. Um, The uh, 2015 U S transgender survey found that more than half or 54% of transgender and non-binary Uh, respondents experience intimate partner violence in their lifetimes um i think sometimes we we downplay it or we just we don't take it as seriously enough or maybe again maybe it is a shame thing where we just don't want to like open up to that part the the more like nefarious parts of our community because we already have a lot of things we fight against but like Mm -hmm. even if it's just a community conversation like we got to call it out more we have to um, if you know, if you know somebody who is experiencing this, uh, or, um, or, or are someone who is like, don't be afraid to get help. Don't be afraid to, to talk about it if you can safely. But, um, yeah, I don't think we talk about it enough. I, I saw a couple stories, of, um, again, that have popped up about, um, uh, uh, a lesbian partner murdering their, their partner and like, um, the patterns that they have that are like, you'll see this story repeated in, in the news about like when cis men do it 
mm-hmm. and everything. But some of these uh, some of these stories follow the same patterns, the same thing. And like you don't see it reported enough. Um, yep. So I just yeah, I want to call that out. Uh, especially like there, there's a, there's a good, there's a lot in our community. We just don't talk about it. Or again, we might think, Oh, like, Oh, it's just, it's two women fighting. So it's not that big of a deal or it's two men. And it's like, no, it's, it's still is a big deal. Like, so um, yeah, I think we should take it more seriously. We should call it out. We should shine more light on it. Absolutely. And it's, it goes back to so many things, but it is one of those things that has to be recognized and discussed. Mm -hmm. especially if you're looking just at like queer women it's almost like society doesn't think that we're capable of those things or doesn't take it seriously when it's like woman Mm -hmm. on woman crime because there was a point where it was incredibly sexualized or they thought it was hot or like no it's fine women don't hit that hard anyway and then for trans folks it's like the violence is there and it's almost like everybody just like throws a blanket on it and just walks away like oh yeah we'll deal with that later or we just won't deal with it period and it's wild how we just go and ignore Mm mm-hmm these things or because they think it's weird or off-putting or anything else or like not natural to the regular things Mm -hmm. that are happening in our heteronormative cisgender world that they brought it on themselves in some way and i also think there's so many pockets of how we discuss this where it's just like recognizing that it does happen it happens more often than we know Mm -hmm. and how history and patriarchy have played into this lack of acknowledgement that it happens yeah yeah we see that a lot in like uh, our like as a black community where it's like we already have enough like we have enough to we have worry enough about things to worry about we yeah. have enough where it's like, it's like those kind of things capacity who's who's setting the bar yeah exactly those limits like we can't talk know. about anything else like it's like no these things happen we the it's separate it's a separate issue too like it's like mm-hmm. that's not going to stop us like you know, like it's not like people are going to be racist because, you know, that there's, you know, inner part, um, intimate partner violence between black people. Like they're like, oh, right. well, we'll we'll give you your law. Like we'll give you reparations if y'all weren't fighting each other. No, it right. doesn't. That's not how it goes. Like <laughs> That's not how that works. That's not what it was. So same with us where it's like we had. Yes, we have a lot going on. We have an, we have enough going on. But this is also something where it's like we can talk about this as a community. We could do a, a we could do a better job as a community talking about it and mm-hmm. um, yeah, just calling it out. I just, you know, those stories are always sad when I see them, but I was like, dang, we really, we also kind of, it feels to me like we like sweep it under the rug where it's just like, okay, don't, nope, didn't see it, you know, yep. kind of thing where I'm like, this is some crazy shit. Like this is, this is wild. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, well, good call out friend. That's mm-hmm. something we need to discuss. So uh, let's go ahead and wrap up the show. But you know, we would never mm-hmm. leave you without giving shout outs to our faves. So again, carried over from last week's combo and mm-hmm. to Jennifer Eden uh, for mm-hmm. putting us on to this. And especially because it's DC and I'm about to be home in the DMV area mm-hmm. for the holidays. Figured I would go ahead and shout out Pretty Boy Drag again. So Pretty B-O-I boy drag in dc known as dc's best drag show as well also i was looking into them more and they have this really dope open king night so you can go and like see a really diverse group of new drag performers on stage as they do the stuff so be sure to follow them on ig at pretty boy drag pretty right well my shout out is to jennifer eden for educating us on the current black drag scene and being the best damn burlesque host in Baltimore and DC. Mm. Make sure you follow them at yes, mix Eden 
on IG. Yes. They also um, messaged us right before we got on to record. Um, They wanted to let us know or let you all know more so that they are offering a pay what you can consent at your event trainings and audits Mm. for queer event producers. The goal is to create safer celebratory spaces for queer folk by prioritizing boundaries and body safety at your events. Um, They're offering these in memory of Sunny Black, my forever love who unalived themselves earlier this year. They met, danced, and fell in love in Black and queer celebratory spaces in and around D.C., and I'm dedicated to leaving a piece of their joy in every space I am able to touch. So be sure to get in touch with them if you are also interested in that on Mm -hmm. IG or same thing, yesmixeden at gmail.com. Yes. All right, everybody. Jennifer. Jennifer, you're the best. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. we're gonna talk to you more. Yeah, we're, we're gonna Jennifer chat to you on. more, Jennifer. So, hell of a sedu- uh, sex educator. So, man, we're, yeah, we might so have many to things. bring you out here yeah. next year. So, be ready, yeah. be ready for that. <laughs> um, but for everybody else, thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week. All right, take care. Shout out to Sienna Liggins for our Bad Queer soundtrack titled "Me Again," and our sound engineer Cesar for making us sound like we know what we're doing. If you enjoyed the episode, please take the time to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time. It's me